Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Post Institute. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder, coming at you live with the best little parenting show on the internet. Of course, I want to plug these two books real quick. Mine's book, From Fear to Love. You can get this on promotion for $7.95 at feartolovebook.com. And when you order on the promotion page, you also get a free audiobook version of the book as well as an additional little bonus podcast that Brian has thrown in. And then also Brian's book, The Great Behavior Breakdown, that you can find on postinstitute.com as well as on Amazon. So I hope you guys are doing well this evening. Um, so since we are in crunch week of Christmas, um, it's just on my mind to share, just to share about the holidays. I had a well, I went to a funeral today, and then I came home, and I was um, checking out my personal Facebook and learned that another friend of mine that I grew up with has lost his mother, and um, man, it just feels, maybe maybe the part of it is the age that I'm at, being in the sandwich generation where we're helping take care of our parents, and we're also taking care of our children, and so it's just a real gentle time for me. Um, my heart's really with those people who are, have lost loved ones, um, especially right here, uh, right, you know, just hard. It's, it makes it a little harder right around the holidays because then every holiday, you know, it just brings that all right back. So I did, I just wanted to talk a little about holiday stories. And if you guys have any specific things that you guys want to talk about, just put it in the comments and we'll get to it. Um, but I was thinking about, um, when I was thinking about my son, my amazing, amazing human being that he is. Um, the first year that he was in my life uh, was when we were operating the group home in Virginia and he was about 14 years old. Um, and so I just want to let you guys know that he's given me permission to talk about his story because it's really quite remarkable and he's really a remarkable person. But uh, when he came into the United States, he was with a group of other other teenagers and he was probably the youngest one in the group and um, I don't really know all the details of how they made their way into the United States but what I do know is at, at one point after they were here for a little bit that he was contacted by the police and um, initially um, he told the officers that his name was Kevin McAllister Diaz and that his date of birth was 1225 of 91. We know a lot more now. He's shared a lot more with me and I feel very grateful for that. But uh, to this day, um, he's not really sure what his exact birthday is. Um, and I just let him pick. Whatever day you want to celebrate you is going to be the day we celebrate. So um, the date of Christmas really holds a very special place in my heart now that I know him. It just, um, you know, it's amazing to think about how some people could literally be walking this earth uh, for all intents and purposes alone. And I've known a couple of people like that. Um, I know a few adults um, who have, they don't have any people that they're connected to. 
and um, and my son now, but he's got he's got me, he's got Brian, and now he's even got more people that he's found a place that he uh, it really clicks for him. And so I'm super excited about Joni said, I just introduced Brian's book to my son's therapist today. Oh, awesome. That is great, Joni. Um, I'm excited to hear that. That's a really good idea. Um, because, you know, sometimes you can have therapists that you really click with and they're just good at being with people. They may not know all about trauma and the effects of trauma and, you know, offering them some education. And that book is an excellent excellent read and then we've got lots of good stuff on our youtube channel lots of good free stuff and of course you know what two years three years worth of these little videos um and i just also want to let you know Joni, that um jeanette yaffe has um uh, and i she has a book out and it's super inexpensive i think it's like 15 dollars, and she literally gifts people with these amazing tremendous therapeutic interventions that therapists can use in their office so you might want to steer her in that direction maybe after she gets a chance to take a look at the book so the first year that kevin was with us um we were getting ready for the big christmas meal and um he was upstairs he hadn't been with us very long and uh, one of the things that i remember really clearly is like for the first several weeks that he was in the group home, he really didn't talk to anybody. Um, he kind of found this place that he perched in the living room and he had a laptop that he liked using. And mostly what he did was observe. He was very cautious. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of kids who come from being in treatment centers for years and years and years and years, um, when they would come into our group home, they would really be kind of shocked when we weren't yelling, screaming, fussing. We weren't restraining. We weren't, you know, we weren't holding kids. We weren't talking about medicine. We weren't keeping points. None of that. We were just trying to create as close to a family environment as we could. So anyway, when we got ready to have food, he had gone up to, upstairs to his room and Brian said, why don't you go get him and see if he can you know, get him to come down here and have dinner with us. And I, said, I said, I don't even know what they eat for Christmas in Honduras. Maybe this is not something that they do. Maybe we need to learn a little bit about him before we start trying to make him come down. And as life would have it, even to this day, he just doesn't like turkey or ham. Neither one doesn't like him. Um, which then makes me think of other stories. I think I mentioned a couple of days ago that one of my very first jobs um, was working in detention. Um, and it makes me think about there are people who are in prison over the holidays. We have kids who are in detention centers over the holidays. We have kids who are in medical hospitals. Um, we have kids who are in psychiatric, excuse me, psychiatric hospitals. We have kids who are in group homes we have kids who are away from their family and we have families who are away from their children um, and that just um, just has a special place in my heart that maybe that maybe I may be speaking to somebody right now whose child's away from them during the holidays and um, just I have love for you lots of love for you lots of love for your children um, that can be that can be tough um, one of the things we used to always joke about the 
in detention. I don't know what it's like now. This was long, long time ago, but in detention, um, they tried really hard to give a holiday meal, which, you know, I have some appreciation for that. Um, I don't know how they do this, <laughs> but um, the um, it was the meat. <laughs> the meat was, I always called it segregated turkey because somehow they had this round, this oval shaped piece of meat and half of it would look like dark meat and half of it would look like white meat. And so we always called it segregated turkey for the holidays in detention. And so, um, yeah, you know, just stories from life, stories from life. Um, I also find myself thinking about my own daughter. And um, I remember when, when she was little, we tried the big, like the big, big Christmas, you know, with lots of presents and what I noticed with her um, really quick that year is um, after the third, literally after present number three, it was, she was not even, like it was just overwhelming. She looked like, it looked like glaze and just paper to rip and like there was no connect, like she was gone. So what I learned from that is to keep it really simple for her, that's her preference. You know, we give gifts throughout throughout all the time you know if there's something that we see that we want to gift to somebody then we gift it we don't just wait until Christmas and there's nothing wrong with waiting but I think that it's important for us to really recognize our children you know recognize maybe even where they've come from recognize what their traditions are what their experiences have been um, share stories from your own childhood with them this is a beautiful time to uh, share what your traditions are and where they come from and the stories of your life that they don't know. Um, it's a beautiful way for them to get to know you at like a soul level, um, especially, you know, the messier stories, you know, to help them realize that, you know, for you too, sometimes life has been messy. Um, so now what we do in our family actually is I don't even... I wrap the gifts and I put them somewhere and then I don't even put them out until Christmas Day because um, it's just it's just too much stress, you know? Um, it, it's too, like we have animals that then we're fussing at the animals about don't mess up this and don't mess up that and gosh, it just brought up a family I remember from so long ago. Man, they were a sweet, sweet family. Um, the mom was working really hard to keep her boys. They had, they had been in foster care for a while and then they came back home and I was working with them, um, to keep it that way. And I remember she was so excited because she'd really, she felt like she'd really done a great job at picking out gifts for them that Christmas. I think it might've been their first Christmas back home now that I think of it. She got so angry because the boys woke up. As kids will do, you know, they were adolescents. They were like um, early junior high and they woke up at like three o'clock in the morning. And they went in and opened all their gifts without waking up their parents. And it hurt their mom so bad. She was so hurt. And out of the hurt, she was so, so angry. They made it through. You know, they survived. They figured out a way to uh, make up and end up having a good day, but it was sure, sure hard. And so, you know, I guess in just telling these stories just to remind us that everybody has different experiences. 
Um, your kids have different experiences. They need to hear your family stories. Um, and you need to hear theirs, whatever theirs might be, if they have stories from before they were with you. So I think, um, especially like this evening, my daughter and I are going to, we're going to decorate some cookies and make some chocolate covered pretzels and, you know, just have a little bit of a festive time, um, enjoying that process together. And I know that it will create connection. I know that we're going to be creating a little memory. <laughs> we came up with a very random tradition ourselves because um, the first Christmas that it was just her and I in the house, we looked up and it was Christmas Eve and we just kind of had this like, I don't know, you know, we had the blues. We had the holiday blues bad. So we decided to bake cookies and we just randomly delivered them around the neighborhood. And so... We've turned that into our own little fun little tradition. So tonight we're gonna do some baking and if she's feeling up to it, tomorrow we might um, share our spoils, our sweet treats with our neighbors and get to share a little holiday cheer and just wish people around us Merry Christmas. So um, I hope you guys are um, able to stick, to keep, keep your calm, able to um, understand that there is heightened anxiety during this time of the year. One of the things that I was just saying, um, literally yesterday, um, I was we were just talking about children in general. Somebody was asking me whether or not I felt like this parenting paradigm would be good for all parents. And I said, absolutely, absolutely. I said, I know we focus a lot on helping parents whose children have experienced trauma children who've experienced abuse, children who've experienced neglect, children who are not with their families of origin. Um, and the, what I find to be one of the most significant differences, and what, this is what I said, I said, children who have experienced trauma, once they're out of the trauma, and we're working on healing, they go through the same things other children go through. The difference, the biggest difference though, is that the emotions tend to be more intense and the duration is longer, but the same feelings are there. So keep that in mind as you're thinking about your children. You know, we don't have to um, medicalize them. We don't have to problemize them. We don't have to diagnose everything. Just know that just like they, just like any other children might experience heartache, well, they experience heartache too, but the emotions, their emotional regulatory systems aren't as well developed because of the trauma early in life. And so that it just feels like, I say, it feels like it's on steroids. You know, it's like the heightened intensity is just so much. And so just keep that in mind that they may need a little extra TLC. They may, may need um, just a little extra time, a little extra attention. Um, and a listening ear. And if you notice that they're having challenging, any challenging behaviors, just to ask, you know, honey, what's going on? I noticed that, that you're doing this, this, and this. And when you do that, it's usually because, you know, there's something going on. There might be something bothering you, or maybe there's a memory that came up that you'd like to talk with me about, because I'd really like to know. I love you so much, and I want to know you so deep. I want to know everything about you, every little thing. So, um, Happy holidays, you all. Um, I just have the absolute best. And uh, there's just, maybe maybe because of quarantine and knowing that there are a lot of people 
who were keeping their Christmas a little more simple. They're not traveling. They're, I know a lot of people who are choosing to stay home and just be with their immediate family. And there's just something about all of it that just has me in this really interesting, gentle place that I hope that, and so for me, I'm kind of used to that. I kind of like it. Um, but it's not, you know, not everybody's been having that experience. And so there'll be some people who are actually grieving the fact that they're not going to get to see their families. They're not going to see their cousins or their aunts or their uncles or their grandparents or whatever your traditions are. If you're missing them this year, that's okay. It's understandable. It's okay to feel sad. And it's also okay to feel happy. Oh my God, that just brought to mind the most profound statement that someone told me today when I was at the funeral that I told you about. And this woman is like 84 years old. She said, I'm praying to God that I can learn how to hold sadness and joy all at the same time. I thought that was amazing. Such a beautiful thought. So well said. And so for all of us, I hope that we're able to learn how to hold our sadness or our grief or our missing feelings and joy at the same time. Remember what Brian tells us at any given moment. We have two choices. We can act out of our blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm. Or we can take one to two to three deep breaths and we can choose love. Much love to you all.